fellas, everyone. What's this, up, bro? This yeah. is dude, episode three of the Mental Matters Podcast. Woo-hoo. We have Richard, as always. Say something to the people, Richard. What's going on, y'all? Hope y'all had a good weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm gully. I'm ready. You doing good? Good. Good. Always good. And me, you know, I'm Jarrell. I'm always good. Always smiling. Always laughing. There you always go. looking for, you know, something to snack on. Oh, <laughs> Two snacks. We have our special guest in the building as we promoted on our platforms this week, Instagram and Facebook. You saw the promotions. We have Madam EP. What up? Kayla is here. Hey, y'all. What's up? AKA the Melanated Budget. You trying to get your money right? Because I'm trying to get my money right. You can follow me on Instagram at The Melanated Budget or on Facebook at The Melanated Budget. We will definitely be sharing her information as well. And the link will be in the description. So stay tuned for that. So with that being said, welcome. Episode 3, we're here. Yep. They let us back in again. Yep. That means we got to do work. Three times. I'm ready. Let's do work. Yeah. Greg, get right into it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, first and foremost, uh, we'd like to welcome you all again. Uh, we have a great discussion for you all, but before we even dive deep into that, I want to switch it around. I, I, I like changing things. You ready? We're ready. All right, Which good. So, first and foremost, um, before I get into all of that, how was y'all week? So, how, how, what happened this week? What's going on in the world? Mm. Bruh. <laughs> I got bruises on my arms because I had to do some shit in cars that I didn't have to do. Oh boy. So I'm not pleased. Oh no. I'm too yeah. I'm too melanated. What do you do with cars? I mean. So you have to get along <laughs> So I'm a electrical applications engineer for Harmon. Okay. So pretty much Sounds like I a hard job. Black girl magic in the building. Stupid. I get into cars, I gotta reflash and put a new software for the audio. So when you driving, you got the tunes and shit. I got you. Hey. But how they jumpered it out. Uh I have to dig through some wiring and dig under the steering wheel by the gas pedal and screwed up my forearm so i'm not pleased oh, took a final yesterday i'm tired as hell but it's over with that sounds like a tough week work in school that's difficult uh, i'm done we gotta get some tips from you <laughs> we gonna need we gonna talk after the show like right. have another session at the bar so right let's do it anyway um <laughs> so that's awesome i mean you so you love what you do Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they pay the bills. I, I get stuff for the low, and hey, we just gonna keep it rocking. Legal stuff for the low. Legal stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do everything legal. Come yeah, on, legal stuff. Legal. Legal. Nah. Yeah. Come on, Charles, Charles. I mean, you know, some of our listeners out there, you know, they they here for the low. They just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Nah, I forgot something. We're we from Detroit, so we got oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the East Side. But yeah, my week, you know. The usual consisted of work. Um, spent some time with the wife. Oh. That was that's always fun. Oh, that's so pretty. Yeah, that's always fun. You know, went to church, went to work, uh, ate some good food. Good food. Don't say that. You know I love food, man. 
I thought about you because she made <laughs> she made um baked jerk chicken. Oh I know our last episode we talked about jerk chicken. She took the rest of the marinade. I was waiting for my invite. Say nothing else. <laughs> Is this the theme now? Jerk chicken. Hey, that's where we are right now. We find something new. We stick to it. So. That's that's legit. Yeah, I'm, I'm over there. Yeah, just waiting on the call, man. She'd be like, yeah. "Yo, we making jerk chicken." I'm be like, "Next I'm month, there. next month the grill gonna be gone." Y'all heard it. Yeah. If I didn't get that next month. I'm yep. gonna blast them on the area. The end of May, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna make that for you. That's not for everybody, but <laughs> I can get your address off mine. Okay, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nobody's popping up at your house. You see, we all your cousins. Nah. Oh, man. How about you, Rich? How was your weekend? Oh, oh, man, past week. This past week, um, it's been interesting. A lot going on at work. Uh, we started some outdoors work. So I'm a little exhausted from that, but I'm here. I'm happy. My mental's okay, except for crazy people. But we were not gonna talk about them because <laughs> you know they might end up listening and be like, "What you say?" Yeah. But uh, so that was cool. Um, actually, the highlight of my week was actually going back to my middle school. Okay. Um, today they had an open house mm-hmm. over at Channel Park Academy, so okay. it was actually a middle school. Yep. And now they expanded to the entire campus. It's over on the east side of Detroit. Um, just south of 8 Mile on Kelly. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, they had, like, the, they gave a tribute to the founder, Dr. Tony Shipley, mm-hmm. and um, his whole vision for starting the Channel Park Academy in the basement of a church. Wow. Yeah. I, I thought that. that. Well, so, you had two campuses. You had uh-huh. the one location over on Jefferson and the location I went to on, over on Near East Warren. Yeah. And, literally, we had classes in the basement. And now you go from that to having, I think she said, 43 acres of elementary, middle, and high school now. I've seen it before. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I was talking about that, and my old teacher spoke. My old science teacher, uh, Mr. Elam, so shout out to him. I know he listens to this. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's dope. And, um, you know, so that was kind of cool. Got to see some of my old teachers, and they actually remember me, so. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. That means you're a troublemaker. (laughs) Y'all are a troublemaker. (laughs) No, 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 no. I was out, so why that time? I didn't have this voice. Okay. I was still the quiet kid. Okay. Oh, I and wish then, we had that now, but. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> got Joe. Slap the knee. Uh, I'm slap the knee <laughs> Kick you in the shin. But anyway. I'd be too short for that anyway. <laughs> but um, it was always awesome to see good people doing good things in society. So um, that was cool. And they gave me a t-shirt. I was like, oh, I got a t-shirt. I'm legit. And I said I would shout them out. So shout out to the Gentleman's Club. Of they have a male mentoring program there at Channel Park okay. Academy of the High School. Okay. I thought that was really cool. They had a, so many different groups out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have one for women as well. I was not at the door. They stopped me, so I was like, all right, I'll talk to you. But um, I thought I might give them a shout out, so I hope they're listening. And, uh, you know, keep the whole mentoring piece, and maybe we can uh, yep. do some stuff there. So Definitely. I was excited about that. Other than that, I mean, adulting is trash. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> garbage some people are trash but right. i mean i hope they're doing well so mm-hmm. that's all i got man that's cool i'm really honest i'm sorry but i'm not yeah the world needs that sometimes so. <laughs> anyway there we go so i know i said i wanted to switch some things up so i want to um you guys may have some but i want to take this time to give a shout out to the big homie j cole we're going to start with him because I think his latest album does matter in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people that don't agree with it because it's not his all-club banger album. 
But if your mental does matter, you understand why this album is important to the culture because he discusses some very key topics in terms of mental health, especially addiction. Okay. And um, hopefully we can have an episode about that. But the key thing about that was he actually broke a streaming record for Apple Music, mm-hmm. which is like the most streamed album in a 24-hour time frame. Wow. I think it's like at 64.5 million. You know what album he beat out? Uh, what, 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 Drake's, I think? Oh, okay. I forgot exactly which one it was called, but, okay. um, you know, correct me, but I saw it and I was like, man, that's, 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 that's shout out worthy. One yeah, day, that is. just talking about stuff that affects the brain, like, mm-hmm. and that just kind of shows how important it is, so, yeah. shout out to J. Cole, and, um, that's my shout out for the week. What was your favorite, uh, tracks on the, on the You album? know? So I got two. I got two. Okay. And my favorites... Uh, one of them is, it's the, actually the interlude called Once I Addict. Okay. And that one really hit home just for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. And actually the last track on there, I think it's like from 1985 to, I forget the exact name of it, but in the last line he goes something about uh, the whole people from Love and Hip Hop. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, you just called dead rappers <laughs> out. That's so dope. I love you, dude. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was my favorite too. What's your favorite on there? I'm not gonna lie, I gotta listen to it. What? I gotta listen to it. I'm gonna ask you what's my favorite on there. I'm trying to get a free. <laughs> to expect. You're one of those people. To be, to be honest, I respect J. Cole, but I haven't listened to a lot of his work. So. I mean, that's fair. I listened to, um, I didn't listen to For Your Eyes Only. I listened to a few tracks off 2014. Or she was dry, I think it's called, right? There you go. There you okay. go. I'm not gonna disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, um, the one before that. What was the one before that? That was Born Center. For Born Center. I listened to Born Center. I listened to like seventy percent of Born Center. I think I remember when Born Center actually came out. I was sitting next to Kayla actually, like, and okay. she was sitting there bumping. I'm like, "What you listening to?" Yeah. It's like Born Center. Duh. It's like. Yeah. Okay, for the record, I don't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 we, we go back, y'all. This, this is history right here, man. But no, I, I did like that album though, Born okay. Center. Yeah. yeah, that was actually my spark of interest when it came to J. Cole. I was like, yeah. let me listen to what else he got. Yeah. So now when I go to his concerts and they talk, they start singing uh, "Lights Please," I'm like, okay, I know this song. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the words, <laughs> but we gonna rock like we just know this. Right. I got this. Yeah. Song looks stupid. <laughs> Actually, what J. Cole stands in the world. I, I, I like um, my favorite track that he ever made was "A Tale of Two Cities." That's that's my favorite. Ah, classic. Yeah. But I mean, that's I, I, I haven't listened to everything, so I don't know how. I mean, you know, how that's that's all work. Yeah. I don't like to listen to KD. All right. K O D. Anyway, well, I mean, well, let's talk about like um, what does the acronym stand for? Because I, like, so I have like acronym. five. <laughs> <laughs> He has alter egos on the album. He has several definitions for KOD. Okay. I'm actually not sure what that stands for. Somebody told me it's still for uh, Kids of Detroit or something like that. No, I, know that was, I know that wasn't true. No, I mean, I'll take it. That's, the one, that, that's <laughs> the one that I kept seeing. Yeah. Kid of Dreamville, maybe? I don't know. That was my guess. Okay. Like King of Dreamville okay. or Kid of Dreamville. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe we can. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody's smart out there. They know that. It was but, like Kids on Drugs. King of Drugs. It was it was a different. It was a lot of different meanings behind it. Mm-hmm. I only remember it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like my guess, but I mean, okay. Okay. shout out to the correct answer though. Yeah, it exists. Whenever that comes out, <laughs> maybe you can listen. You can tell us what it is, yeah. please. Okay, got me. Cool, my man, my brother. <laughs> cool. 
So that's all I got for shout outs. Right. Um, I got any shout outs you want to throw out there? Dope people doing dope things. I want to give a shout out to uh, my barber. Yo, barber. Seaflo. <laughs> hey. At the men's grooming house over there on the east side of Detroit, East 7 Mile. You can look it up in the uh, in the app he has. You can follow him on uh, Instagram, Corey Seaflo. He has like the sharpest blade in the metro Detroit. So <laughs> you gotta go check him out. <laughs> what? I went to the shop like this past Wednesday and I heard my voice and Richard's voice and looked around like I know Richard not in here but he was actually playing the podcast so I just want to give him a shout out for like spreading the word of this podcast promoting it to all his customers and everything so we appreciate that definitely Mm-mm-mm. and shout out to all the listeners I mean we got numerous streams on SoundCloud not on iTunes <laughs> and Google Play Music the other apps that place podcasts real on there so I mean just shout out to everybody that just tuning in, listening, and, you know, trying to get their mental together like us. So, I mean, I love it. It's cool. So, with that being said, I don't want to delay anymore. Uh, we will get into the weekly topic. Get ready for the weekly topic. I'm ready for a weekly topic. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Here we go. We got our big homie here, Madam yeah. EP in the building. It's about to be traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we want to discuss the college grad drag. And who else can talk about that besides not only former college students, but um, this is a passion of hers to some degree. So um, before we actually dive right into it, we want to ask all of our guests, why does your mental matter before we get too into it? My mental matters because pretty much all my life I've had to struggle with anxiety and depression. So to me, to be able to reach this point and say, you know, all of that matters and what I'm doing now matters also. To me, that just gives me perspective. It helps me to continue forward and doing what I want to do and to help people with the same issues. So, Now, have you ever found yourself in space to actually help people just by telling your story or? Oh, yeah. Um. When I did that workshop with uh, Nesby, talking about mental matters and how college can really bring out the worst in you that you may have not understood before or, like, how to handle it, um, to me, that opened some people's eyes about, like, oh, you know, maybe I should see a counselor on campus or just be a little bit more vocal about how I'm feeling and just being honest with myself um, and also just talking to people, like, hey, you know, you don't looks so well you're not your usual self just kind of acknowledging like hey i do pay attention to you and you look a little off to me i'm here if you want to talk about it so just giving people that space and time to say like you know what whenever you're ready i got you so Um, that's why mental matters to me so that's actually good it's actually good you said that because no we all met in college right and you know, we, we had our good days, like freshman orientation, and we had our bad days, which was every day after yeah. <laughs> orientation. <laughs> and, um, you know, sometimes you see people in passing, you like, whatever. But, you know, naturally, how things go, especially for, like you said, groups like Nesby or the National Society of Black Engineers, which is kind of sort of how we all met, is, you know, it ultimately come together and y'all see each other every single day. So you see somebody on their best because they got that co-op job interview. And then you see people at their worst where they're like, man, F school. Like, I hate this job. Oh, my gosh. 
So, I mean, you know, you have all of that, and you even get into, you know, if you're fortunate enough to finish, like we were, yep. you know, you get the, the college graduate, <laughs> the college grad drag, if you will. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but that mental is important, especially going through college. And um, I know that you have some choice words about what the college grad drag means to you. Y'all can't see my face right now. But <laughs> <laughs> it was very bothered. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> so what is the college grad drag? What, is, what does that even mean? To me, it means, well, for me, it meant, okay, I finally finished after six years of busting my ass, tears pouring every day, <laughs> and getting that to that point, and it's like, oh, shit what do I do now <laughs> I don't know where to navigate because you're just going and going and going trying to get this well for us engineering degree mm-hmm. and you're seeing people like fall off that you knew or was close with and it's like okay I made it I don't know what to do mm-hmm. um what's the next plan yep. so it's just dragging through the next stage of life of mm-hmm. adulting and just trying to figure out your own path and trying not to get distracted by others because to me, it was kind of like seeing all my other friends, you know, that went to uh, cast with me. Shout out CT number one. <laughs> um, and just seeing them graduate before me. And then they're like, oh, I'm in Aruba. And oh, I'm like helping society. And I'm still in engineering. Like my head in the books, like, I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> it's just feeling like you may need to like do some catching up mm-hmm. when really everybody's timeline is different. So to me, realizing that kind of helped me get out of the drag a little bit. So now, does that drag just include like we we talked about the college grad drag, but does that include during school as well? Or oh yeah, all that shit, (laughs) (laughs) all that gets wrapped into it because you're growing as a person. You're trying to grow as an engineer too because you want this to be your profession. So all that matters. Because it's like, I went through all of this, like, what did I learn from it? Like, what can I, if I want to take anything from that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what can I take from that to apply to the next stage, you know, so. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it was, uh, man, I just remember going through school now, I just had flashbacks and it's (laughs) painful. (laughs) (laughs) So, we were talking about this the other day, but you have so many different, um, you have so many different, um analogies especially being an engineering right. that you can compare going through college to and i'm not gonna say all of them because i okay. mean that's very 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 vulgar but i mean very. yeah very like very okay. like very very might be kids listening adults listening but not to say we're not adults but um are we i don't want to be adulting is trash yeah we're responsible. We're making it happen, but yeah. we can find another way. It will be better. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's still trash. Yeah. Um, so, um, at the end of the day, I mean, college, the college grad track for me was, man, I just remember some of the classes being taken, taken, and I remember in particular, you know, having teachers that didn't agree with their vision. So they'll say things like. Uh, you know, your grades aren't good, and I don't see you being an engineer. Dog. And um, you might want to think about doing education instead. 
and you can't work a full job and, you know, do all these different things, blah, blah, blah. So you got to just pick one and stick to it. I'm like, hold my drink. Hold my beer, bro. How dare you? So, I mean, you, you have that part of the struggle. So, I mean, you know, and then that carries into your regular work life, your actual, like, life after college. Right. So, um, you know, for me, the college grad drag is definitely a real thing. So, for me, uh, the college grad drag was, it was something that I thought I was planning for, that I had planned for, but it was something that, like, hit me, and I wasn't prepared for it because it was, like, in April, I was just, like, hanging with friends, still on internship, still making internship money, still going to campus every day, like, still seeing the same faces. And then in May, you graduate, and they're like, bye. And it was like, <laughs> and it was like everybody from your network that you had seen every day, that you, you know, um, or, like, collaborated with every day, it's, like, kind of just, like, lost attachment. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was hard because... It's like after graduation, it's like the only only how the school remembers you is because you still owe them money. That's it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> <And then, laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like you didn't even see your diploma yet and they saying your e bill is still due. Right. Like my diploma comes twelve weeks later or something like that, but they still got your bill loaded up and everything. So that was crazy to me. But um but it's like the drag period for me was like even after I have I had found a job like a month after graduation, which was like, people were like, wow, you found a job after graduation that fast? And I was like, yeah, but it's a job. Like, it's not like, this is just like the first like step. And it wasn't even something that I was for sure and like knew that I was committed to, you know? So it was like, even though like everything looked okay on the surface, like in my mind and in my heart, I was just like, that's not it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like college graduate, like people think like, oh, just because you graduated, you know, you should be happy. You do more than, you know, some of your other people who are in your position or your age group, and then you find a job. You know, oh, you're an engineer. You know, you're good or whatever. I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, I thought it worked like that, too, when I first turned 18 or 19. Like, I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to be okay. But it's like, no, I'm 23, 24, and I still got to make money. I still owe e-bills. I still, you know, I still got to, you know, save money because I just started working. And then, it's, and then um, so it's like they, people put, like, expectations on you to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's a part of the college grad drag is that all the other people who are part of your group or as Richard always says, like ecosystem, like like you know, it could be like your parents, it could be cousins, grandparents, friends, whoever, they all have expectations on you and it's like you kinda feel like I have to live up to their expectations, but at the same time I wanna do what makes me happy and doing whatever you may be doing after college, it might not make you happy at first, but I feel like it's just the college grad drag is just a journey of you trying to find yourself and trying to relieve yourself of everyone else's like expectations that they put on you. I feel like that's that's the way I was summing up. Mm. Yeah, man. I oh, felt yeah. all of that. <laughs> In a very same place, like <laughs> right there. It's like, damn. <laughs> I've been through it. Like, like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. I still feel it sometimes because I, I mean, I'll, it's been, what, three years this May? Like, a couple of weeks would be three years since, you know, I left Wayne as a student, but it's like it's still there 
Like, you still go to work every day. You still, like, you know, what am I going to be doing 10 years from now? Is this what I'm going to be doing every morning? You know, mm-hmm. I so, You know, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's like, <laughs> the people, it's like, for our age group and, like, they call us millennials or whatever, it's like, we want to do, like, so much more than just work for 40 years and get Social Security. That doesn't even exist anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Or won't exist for us. So, you know, we have, like, other dreams and ambitions, and it's not... Some of the stuff is not even about, like, money. Some of the stuff is just, like, I just want to be happy. I want to make other people happy, you know. So it's, like, all those different goals that – because in school, when I, when I was an undergrad, it's, like, I used to pray to God. I was, like, I just want the worst-case scenario in my life to be I'm working as an engineer making, like, 80 grand a year, and then I have a wife and, a, and like, a couple of kids, a dog, and a house. Like, that was, that was like, my worst-case scenario I wanted in my life. And it's, like... I don't say worst-case, right? Right. Yeah, that was, like, the worst thing that I wanted, like, working for somebody else for the rest of my life. And uh, so I was, like, I'm still on that journey. I'm working from, like, my worst-case scenario to, like, build something bigger. It's not even about, like I said, it's not even about, like, the cars or, you know, like, people remembering who I am. It's just about, like, me being in a place that's happy me being able to, you know, support my family doing something that makes me happy and, you know, that type of thing, so. Cool. Well, I know we have some questions that we want to ask our awesome guest, Madam EP slash The Melanated Budget, because (laughs) there is a direct tie between not only the mental stress of the day-to-days of going to class every day and, you know, just being a college student, even being a college graduate, there are, we've kind of touched on it. There's that financial piece to it. So um, I guess one of my questions would be, um, <laughs> I think this is going to be a good one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, and I think we kind of touched on some of them, but financially, what are some of the symptoms of the, College grad drag. Let me tell you. So, people <laughs> think like, oh, yeah, you're going to be making like X amount once you get out because it's like engineering just equates to a lot of money. Right. Which is usually the case because it's a very lucrative prese- or profession. Okay. But you still got them student loans. Yeah. They are knocking. They were knocking for me right. before I even walked across the stage. So, I walked. Um, Wait, cheering for you? Like, no, come on. Give I was supposed to walk December 2016. They were calling on me, I want to say May of that year. They were like, hey, we know you close. Run us our money. Like, as soon as you get that fake green folder in your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the right one that was mad at that green folder though? Like... I like I like no. the green folder, but I mean I wanted my paper in it. I yeah, I didn't want that's the part. It's all empty. I'm like, this is a nice folder. What's where? It's something missing there. Right, yeah, right. I kind of need that. Yeah. I need that. You yeah. feel me? That thing costs a couple grand, more than a couple grand. Heaviest <laughs> <laughs> piece of paper you ever gonna have in your life? Yeah, like, bro. I actually don't have it even hanging up in my house. Me neither. Mm. I just, you just don't want to look at that yeah. shit. <laughs> I left it in my parents' house when I moved out. <laughs> Mom, you can keep it. <laughs> I feel kind of bad because I put it like on top of my desk that I never use actually, so I guess that's kind of the same thing. Okay. It's yeah. kind of bad. I mean, at least it's out. Mine is in like a drawer mm. collecting dust. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you can stay there. But definitely just student loans and people think, you know, when I'm talking on the melanated budget, I'm like, oh, I budget. I count all my dollars. You know, I allocate this to that and that to this, and I'm paying off my loans early. 
even though I'm a MBA student, so they're in deferment, but I'm like, no, I'm knocking them out right now. And people are like, why are you doing that? You know, you can, you know, just wait. And it's like, no, because interest, interest is insane. Like no matter what you do, like, so no, to me, it's just student loans, uh, debt. So, you know, as soon as you walk across the stage, you're like, oh yeah, I'm bad as hell. I'm gonna get the find this car out there you know we're about to make it really rock or whatever and that's more debt because you feel that you deserve it i deserve yeah like maybe you do maybe you don't but that's just your your mental state because it's like you've put in so much time and dedication to this single piece of paper mm-hmm. you know people are going to see <laughs> the amount of work i put in you know with the car with the house or whatever like that so you just the debt just skyrockets like once you graduate and it's still trying to kind of pay all of that off while being, you know, a first year grad or whatever like that, just because you're just so exhausted and <laughs> trying to reward yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> with everything you've been through for, you know, five, six years trying to get this one degree. Mm. That was man. About that in the <laughs> As you were talking, I automatically thought about um, when I we actually my wife and I we sat down and we list, listed all of our debts like on the spreadsheet, mm-hmm. and I looked at it for the first time since I got out of college, yep. and I immediately was like, I need a drink. <laughs> this is terrible. Rocks, like right now. <laughs> You know what? Give me some Fago or something to start, and we gonna just go from there. Shout out Fago, Rock and Ride. Why? I Why? So I have three favorites. Rock and Ride's my uh, Rock and Ride's like I don't know. That's like my third favorite. My overall favorite would have to be trying to be stereotypical. I am though. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever y'all. Don't judge me. Which one is it though? You got Rock and Ride being three. I would say for me, Peach Flavor is number two. Uh, hey, hey. What is wrong with your taste buds, bro? <laughs> my taste buds are mine. I drink it. I drink it, but that ain't one of my favorites. Right. And my top favorite flavor of Fago for me is actually Red Pop. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Bet. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Everybody <laughs> usually picks Red Pop. Yeah. They go red. I used to like great, but then I realized how trash it is, personally. I still like it. It looks good on Detroit versus everybody shirts. I still like it. <laughs> I love great. Yeah. yeah. Tastes like cough syrup. It's delicious. See, but that's your, that's, <laughs> that's your stuff. It's, it's like, like that. It's like, it's like, Bagel Grape is like, Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Put a little ice cream, a little ice cream, like a float. It's delicious, man. Uh, hold up, wait. It's like not alcohol in there. A great vanilla float. Yes. You never had it before. No, and I oh don't got it too. Man. <laughs> I thought y'all was from the east side, man. Like, what's yeah, going? I completely from a different zip code because I ain't never heard nothing like that. My, my grandmother, my grandmother used to do that a lot. She, it didn't matter what pop she had, but I remember specifically she would have like Fanta Orange or Fago Orange or Fanta Grape, Fago Grape. Sometimes she would do it with Verner's, like just put okay, soda and ice cream, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they call it the Boston Cooler or something like that. Something like that. I don't even know. Oh, grandma's he just, he just drank it. Yeah. 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 Oh, let me see. I think number three would be a 60-40. 60. I forgot about that one, y'all. Because you worried about that. Hey, hey, hey. 60-40 and Moonless. People forget about those. Yeah, those are good. All right, so yeah. Number three is 60-40. Number two, I think it'll be orange. And then number one is red pop. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. 3-2-1 for me. Um... I would do three rock and ride. Ooh. Two, I would do uh, black cherry cola. Ooh, I forgot what I was going to say. One would be red pop, so. Hey, <laughs> red pop gang. Yeah. Red pop gang. Gang, All right. gang. So, I know you got questions, Drew, but I got one more for now. Yep. So, far as the college grad track is concerned, what was your experience with being a college graduate? In relation to your family. Dog. I need a drink now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, like, my dad's an engineer, my aunt's an engineer, I got a couple other engineers in my family. So it was kind of like, once I got out, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll be comfortable, you know? And then once you graduate, you'll see that people just expect you to, like, carry them through whatever they're going through. So I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I know you got, you know, the degree, you got the job. What can you slide me? And I'm like, I'm not sliding you shit because it's like, I got bills to pay. What do you mean? Like, where were you when all the dogs needed help? You feel me? Like, six years. So in terms of family, it's just I've distanced myself mentally and physically. Like, I live about 30 miles away from Detroit now. I moved last year. And to me, it was just kind of like, I need that space to kind of figure out my own life and like what I want to do as an engineer, as a young adult, whatever, because it was just really hectic. You know, you got people who want your own money and like you got people who want all your time too. It's like, I got a whole ass job, bro. Like I got to find myself somewhere, you know, let me adjust first. So, because people think, like, oh, once you graduate, oh, you'll be coming back, you know, all jolly. And it's like, no, nah, I need to recuperate. You feel me? I Like, hold on. Like, my knees gave out. <laughs> Let me figure it out first and, like, just get it all back together because it was just so much stress of trying to keep it all together and keep myself motivated and all my other friends motivated in engineering. So, yeah, just in terms of family, it was just like, hey, I, I need some time. I need to get my life together again, and I'll come back, maybe. Now, what about friends, though? I would say friends. Like, I, like the friends you knew before you got to college. Oh, okay. So I know you, because <laughs> you and I both know, you, you got the friends that you make during college, and mm -hmm. sometimes those are going to be your lifelong friends. Right. But what about the ones that you have before college? Um, I would say I, I lost a couple friends, too, because it was just how long I was taking to get the degree. Um, they were like, oh, like, that's why you're taking so long, you know? Like, 
Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to rub it in my face like that. But Nobody wants to hear that. Okay, I don't want to hear it, and I'm telling myself that already. You know, right. so to me, it was just understanding, like just setting up those boundaries, like because people always push that myth, like after high school, you know, you guys are going to be buddy buddy forever, and it's like that's that's not how it works yeah. in life. Usually, you may have like two, three, maybe up to ten if you was really cool with people and then everybody else just goes their separate ways so catch up with you on facebook yeah that's that's pretty much how it is for me right now like i just have a lot of friends from high school it's like hey you know what's up hope you're doing okay on facebook and then i just keep it pushing because it's it's just so different now yeah you know got different goals right different mindset yeah. Like the difference between 15 and 25. <laughs> 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 like I was a fool when I was 15. <laughs> and now I'm 25. It's like I can't do that anymore. I'm a completely different person from a decade of just going through the most. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so long ago. Dark. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, bro? Can you repeat the question? Because <laughs> I was into, I was into Kayla's her, her response, so I was like, I'm still, thinking, I'm still thinking about it. Like she she took me somewhere. So, but yeah, so your relationship with like your family and friends, I mean, that sort of changes a little bit after you go to college. All right. And I know for myself especially, but I want to hear from you. Like, what was the it's part of the college grad, right? I think, like, what was your experience with, like, family and friends, like, especially before you got to college, like, compared to now? Yeah, before I, before I went to college, I had, um, I had a real good friend, and, like, he, he didn't really go to college. So, I was always on campus every day, you know. We used to, like, we was in middle school, high school, we used to call each other, and, like, he'll be, like, playing his PS2, I'll be, like, playing him, you know, online or whatever like that. So, we was real close. And then, uh, like I said, he didn't go to college. I was at Wayne, and, like, I would come home and spend, like, 10 hours on campus as a freshman because I, I was a commuter. I never um, paid to live on campus because I was too expensive. <laughs> I did <laughs> not do that either. No. 15 minutes away, well, I'm going to pay 7000 to live okay. on campus. That's different. Yeah. So, like, you know, I would come home, and then, like, you know, he would call the house phone or whatever. The house phone would be ringing and stuff like that. I'd be like, I, I, I can't hop on a PS3. I got, like, you know, finals next week and stuff, like, that type of thing. So, it was, like, after, like, going through those motions of just, like, me being in college for maybe, like, the whole first year, it's, like, eventually we just, like, broke apart. And uh, so that was that was one friend that I had. But as far as um, I actually, like, graduating and, like, trying to be an adult, <laughs> adulting, having responsibilities and trying to keep in touch with people. That's been really difficult. It was easier, like, when you're in school, as crazy as that sounds, because in school it's like you had, like, you know, 15 credits, you're working, like, 30 hours a week on an internship, but somehow you still, you know, was able to stay in touch with people. You know, you're still able to stay in touch with, like, all your peers that you were going to school with, even though you had all those commitments. And now it's like people think just because um, people think that, you know, you have a job, and then you have a family, and then, you know, they think that you have more free time, but no. that's not how it works. <laughs> you actually have less free time. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's like hard. it's like trying to, like, manage relationships after graduation is a full-time job sometimes. Like, I know Richard, he said we were starting a podcast. I think we met, like, three or four times in person. That was it. We met no, all. that's because you're the busiest man I know. We're going to keep that going. 
This is like the third time I've heard it. Like, what all do you be doing? Though? I be doing everything. I be doing everything. I'm like, oh, it's funny, but yeah, it's like managing managing relationships after school is crazy. Like, I send people text messages like, hey, how you been? You know, where you at? Or I see you having a baby shower in a couple months. Congrats. You know, if you need something, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be there if you send an invite. You know, that type of thing. It's more like. It's more like checkups now. It's like, it's not like we don't have to have like a full conversation. We don't have to spend a whole weekend together. It's like now we're in a stage where it's just like, it's love when I see you. And if I don't see you, you know, it's still love. It's that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but like as far as like, you know, you said, I think like, how did, you know, your family feel after you graduated? How did they treat you? What does that, to me, it was a drag. I mean, it's kind of us. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like my family was very supportive through school. Like, my mom and dad, it was, I, I didn't have, like, the, um, some of the cases that I had, like, friends had where, you know, they didn't get, like, any support. Like, when I was in school, um, like I said, I was a commuter, so I still lived at home, but, like, my parents didn't force me to pay rent, and, like, I had friends who didn't have that. So, you know, their parents, like, you know, expected them to contribute to the household, but me, I was blessed because I could just go home and my parents still drop me off at college. Like, where do they do that at? Yeah, like, my mom was doing that too. Like, she'll, she'll take, will go to her job first and then, like, give me the car or just drop me off on the way. So, those little things do matter, though. Yeah. So, that makes a big difference because nice. it would have had to try to take out a loan to get, you know, transportation or something, you know? So, I didn't have to go that route because my parents were supportive. My sister, she was still at Wayne State for, like, the first. Like my first three years I was there, she was in her last, like, three years. So I would, like, you know, catch rides with her. Like, if she was getting to school, like, at 7 a.m. to, like, have, because she had a job on campus, you know. So if she had to get there at 7 to, like, work her job. I didn't have class till 10, but I just hit her out with her and then find somewhere to nap on campus or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I just had to, like, make it work like that. So I had, like, support from, like, my immediate family. And then after we graduated, I didn't really experience, you know, no type of, like, hate or, you know, envy or nothing after I graduated. Um, I didn't have a, a, a big, like, you know, graduation party, nothing like that, because I just didn't, I was like, that's always the money. Like, I'm going celebrate with everybody when, you know, they wasn't with me shooting in the gym, but I know it's still love, but, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Dude, I've not per, for me personally, but I've heard a lot of stories like that where, well, not for you, but where they just want tickets to graduation and they haven't done anything (laughs) that person through college and they're like oh why didn't you invite me why did you do this and that and it's like well where were you you know where were you i just i just took me to a dark place oh come back but um i just remember like you know you you don't get those you get certain text messages. You got the uh, occasional, if you're hungry, bring some food type deal. Um, for me, college was interesting because that's when I truly knew who I could depend on for, as far as my family. Okay. And, and I'm not going to say who it wasn't because that is just bring too much controversy after we put this out. But I will say that there are people that, like, you know, you know, the cousin sisters, sister cousins. You know, for me, that really just held me down. They'd call and be like, hey, you alive? You good? You need to talk? Everything good? My classes? Mm-hmm. You good? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But then you got other family members, like, and this is my utmost unfavorite question in the world. It's actually, it was mental stress. Anytime they asked it, 
How long you got to go? Oh, man. Every oh, Thanksgiving, man. every Christmas. That's why I stopped going. barbecues. <laughs> I stopped going. Yeah. I stopped going. Yeah. I got so tired of hearing that. It's like, stop asking me when am I going to be done. Like, that's crazy. You know how much crap I go through every single day? I don't know when I'm going to be done stressing out. You right. tell me. Right. <laughs> like, let's have that discussion. <laughs> and so, then you go through all that. And then when it's time, finally for graduation, they, you know, you only get X amount of tickets. And like, I know I'm getting a ticket because blah, 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 blah. Uh, says who? Exactly. Because not me. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I just even remember, like, for my graduation party, you know, a lot of my friends actually came. Mm-hmm. Ain't no family show up. Okay. And I'm sitting here like, y'all complaining about tickets, mm-hmm. but y'all ain't show up to my graduation party. Okay. Like, I had people slaving in the kitchen, mm-hmm. making this food. Oh, man. Extra food. Oh, man. Because you said you was coming. Mm-hmm. And ain't none of y'all show up? Okay, I got something for that. So, <laughs> we'll see how this wedding invite go. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so you have all that. And for me, that was a drag because, like, you you want your family to be around. But for now, show up, it's like, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you got so many tickets for the graduation. So those people that weren't able to invite, like family always do, they mm-hmm. bring that plus one. Mm-hmm. Plus three. Oh, the baby need to take it though. Like, <laughs> the baby, baby, the baby, the Strollers ain't allowed. You know, Hide them under your jacket. Something <laughs> like, cause typically nobody want to babysit your kid because they're bad. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's especially the ones that's not so much babies, but they think they're babies because that's my baby. Okay. But uh, you have that part. Now, some of them I was happy to see, like, you know, one of my younger cousins about to graduate from high school this year. But other than that, I'm just like, why do y'all need to be here? Mm-hmm. Well, how how did who told you to come? Just to say they were there. I was there. I took a picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so every picture you're trying to take. Hey, are you fat? I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Oh, you're embarrassing me. I think, I think the trick to that, I think the trick to the ticket thing is that, like, you know, whoever you trust, like in your family, you gotta put that responsibility on them. So, like, my mom. See. And dad, I gave them the tickets. I was like, yeah, I got to do it with y'all brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. And well, that up, so. <laughs> so that didn't hurt for me. So what we did is, actually, when we mailed our invites, we actually sent the tickets with it. So okay. you had two tickets. You had okay. three tickets. You had one ticket. And if we had extra tickets, I'll, like you said, I had a, now my sister, I think she, between her and my wife now, they handled the tickets. Okay. And that got stressful too. So I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I bet they won't show up for the grad party, which they didn't. So whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that was that was kind of a drag. But um, we talked about what the drag is, mm-hmm. what that looks like. So here we are, X amount of years or something after graduation. Yeah. I mean, how are you now able to? Not to say you mastered it, but now I'll start with you. How did you manage to? you know, mentally, like, cope with the college grad struggle to, to that transition to, like, a real adult in real life. Fake it till I make it. Fake it till you make it. Like, I repeat that mantra in my head pretty often um, <laughs> because I can get really overwhelmed with, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Oh, someone else is doing this. Someone else is doing that. And they're my age, you know, this and that and this. And it's like... You just have to calm down and just believe in yourself first and what you're trying to accomplish. 
and just going off from that because it's so easy to get swept up in what everybody's doing because of social media because it's always in your face so not to down anybody's accomplishments because that's work you've put in but it's still putting your own life into perspective like hey I've accomplished a really hard thing (laughs) that I thought I wasn't going to be able to do and just accepting that and just moving forward. Um, So yeah, every day I just say, you know what? I got this degree. I'm working on my second one just to kind of bolster my portfolio because that's what I want to do and just believing in myself and going from there. Mm. Did that kind of motivate you that you... You know, got your bachelor's degree then? Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to say it was, uh, when did I take chemistry? Ooh, freshman year, which is bad. So my first year, I was like, oh, I can't do this. Because I had taken chemistry at CAS, mm. honors, yep. and that was trash. So I get to college, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this finna be a breeze, you feel me? <laughs> and it was not. <laughs> it could it. Chemistry just did not click in my head because for me, I'm a, a visual learner, but you're talking about electrons and they may be in this orbital or they may not. We don't know. And I'm like, then why am I listening to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? So definitely I had like a D for like four months and then the semester is usually what, like five? But I made it through that. I was like, okay. Got to uh, differential, differential equations. That's a class, like a math class, a lot of engineers have to take at Wayne State. Yep. And failed that twice. Likewise. And because it was like I got through um, pre-calc, calc one, two, three, I'm like banging them out because I've always been good with math. Then that diffy Q, whoo, mm-hmm. different beast. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I definitely can make it now because <laughs> the one subject I thought I was the shit in, you know, I'm just failing. But just the third time's the charm, you know, cliche as it is, like, finally made it through that. Physics? Bomb that! <laughs> I bombed physics, too. <laughs> Actually, physics, too. I bombed like, it was physics, too. Yeah, physics 1 was straight. Physics 2, no. And that was the one for uh, electrical engineers. Okay. And I'm like, so you telling me I can't even do? <laughs> like, I had that lab, too, right? Yes. Oh. Like, I can't even do the lab or the class dedicated to my own, like, field? Wow. And I was like, dang, maybe I should switch my degree. I don't know. But, you know, I made it through the second time. <laughs> equations. And it was just like, oh, I felt that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm not cut out for this. I don't know what I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, you're even closer to what you may potentially be doing in your career. Like, the higher you go with your classes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're feeling those. And it's like, you know, they start asking you questions like, do you think this is really for you and this and that? Like, I got that question repeatedly. And I'm like, I don't need to hear this from <laughs> you when I'm already doubting myself. Mm-hmm. So who gave you that encouragement? Anybody <sighs> that rallied around you? And- yeah. And that's I'm um, taking a minute because it was a lot of different people. So I had my mom. Like, she's never, like done engineering but she just knew how difficult it was so like how we were talking about just checking up on people mm-hmm. she knew I was just super busy but she was like are you okay and I'm like I can do it 
<laughs> she's like, okay. So it's just like her just like checking up on me, like feeding me. Cause you know I love food, so it's okay. like you know help me out. Cause like, oh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of eating ramen. So help me. <laughs> um, you know, talking to you know just family members in general, just like, hey, you can do it. Cause one thing for me that was really affecting my mental was my brother. So he's two years younger than me, but we graduated in the same year, so 2016. So I'm like, he did it in four years. It took me six. So that whole time, you know, he's, like, teasing me or whatever. Huh? You know, I finished before you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> you know? But he was still there to, like, help me out and, like, you know, just be goofy. So, you know, some, you know how black people are. Like, they got to hold you first before they encourage you, yeah. you know. So definitely family, definitely uh, people from the National Society of Black Engineers because it was just, like, a band of people all going through the same trials and, you know, pretty much developing, like, a mentor-mentee relationship. You know, like, hey, I got through this. Let me reach back and help you <laughs> so you don't struggle as hard. So that's what kept me going because it's like, if I can do this, I can definitely reach back and help somebody. Like, I, I gave a couple of people just all my stuff from six years of uh, EE classes, like, here. Wow. Take it. Do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> How much was that worth? Dog, that was <laughs> it must have been like maybe three gigs worth of stuff. Okay. Like just projects, old quizzes, just everything. Cause it's like I do not want you to struggle as hard as I did. Yep. So here you go. Here's your motivation for me. <laughs> so that's what got me through undergrad, just family, friends, and just that mindset of I'm going to make it. I'm going to doubt myself sometimes, but I'm going to make it. And then whatever I can do afterwards to help somebody behind me, I got it. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. Shout out to that support system. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's probably the most crucial way to get through it. Not only while you're in school, but also while you're trying to figure out the post-grad life. Right. Um, I still have a good nucleus of my friends that still... You know, we, we still hold each other down like family. Like, like legit, some of my college friends is my new family. That's cool. And my mm -hmm. old family is still family unless they were trash. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably not really as close anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you have that. And, you know, for me, that was the most important thing because, you know, we don't know how to be. I, I don't know how to be an adult yet. Right. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out the whole eat right thing. Yeah. And, yeah. The balance of working out. Why well, that happened when we were in my car? And I was like, I'm not going to eat it before I do this. Can <laughs> I like, you know, Neither. It's no, uh, Ali Taco. Oh, yeah. Like, spots. Yeah. I was like, Because, you know, Kidoba's waiting to sponsor us. They just, they're yeah. taking their time. Kidoba was like, Kidoba was like one of the key sponsors to bring us together. So they just, they yeah. just don't know it yet. Yeah. It's so good. So let's see. I'm going I'm to search them on Twitter. See, like, hey, can y'all? Mm. No, anyway. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I mean, all in all, I mean, you know, you got to think of ways to um, not only cope, but to um, just navigate from there and surround yourself with positive people. Um, think of different things that you can actually do to. Um, you know, take your mind off of, you know, oh my God, this is so difficult because you're going to have that in the workplace. I mean, we talk all the time about, you know, dealing with difficult situations and people in the yeah. workplace. Yeah. 
and people that don't believe in your abilities and things of that nature. Yeah. But, you know, there's always that mentor. There's always that other person that you can just kind of latch on to, and yeah. they're going to give you that positive feedback and advice. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have a couple of those, and shout out to those people because, you know, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today without some of those, you know, tips and tricks that they gave me. So, um, you know, that's what the college grad track to me is all about. What about you, Jay? Take your time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with both of you guys about, um, like, that support system. That's that's major key. That's the first time I ever used that that, that, that tagline. <laughs> oh <my laughs> that <God>. part. <laughs> but the wow. support system is is very like crucial in order for you to like move on because I don't know what the statistics are. Like, other universities where you know for African Americans only state is like. 100% come in, only 20% walk out with the degree, right? Or is it over now? Last time, I did some research on this with a good friend of mine, and I think it was lower than 10%. I thought it was like 10%. 7 or something. Wow. So it was really low. Wow. I was just going at a, a, key, uh, a key percentage, but uh, I think it's around there. Wow. I don't know what it is current day for okay. like the previous year or so, but okay. when I did the study back in 2012, 13, it was definitely, it was maybe a good 8 or 7% at the time. So, mm -hmm. um, it's a real thing. Yeah. They say, look to your left, look to your right. Yeah. They forgot to tell you, look behind you, look in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> not going to be there. Put it in the floor, it's not going to be there, bro. <laughs> and um, it's, it's a real thing. And it's, at times, scary. But, you know, what worked for me is just putting my head down, yep. surrounding myself with those people, motivating each other and just doing it. Yeah. If, and, you don't, um, if you don't quit then you can't fail. Do not quit, bro. Yep. So, I think those are major keys with that. Dang, you got me using this. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Wildfire. Yep. So, but yeah, that's for me what the college grad drag is all about. And I think you guys hit on the head for you on smooth. It's just, you got to find a way to cope. And mm. I know there are people now that are, you know, graduating high school, about to graduate high school, going off to college. Yep. And they'll be facing some of those things. So, um, so if there's any, you know, try to find those friends. Try to find those people that's going to, you know, really encompass you and make sure that you actually can make it out. Right. Um, for those people that are about to graduate college, I know that's this week, next week even. Yeah. A lot of colleges are graduating students right now. And either going to grad school or going to their work place of work. So, um, you know, again, make sure you take the lessons you've learned. Apply those. Um, again, this is just from experience. It's to make sure you have that buddy system still because the same people that probably got you through some of your tough classes are probably the same people you're going to call like, man, I hate this dude at work. <laughs> 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 like, it's going to be real. So, you know, try to find those people immediately. Hmm. And uh, you can contact us if you don't have anybody else to talk to. For yeah. real. Because uh, I know, we know how it is. Yeah. So, um I had some tips just like that typed out like on my phone that I was just like going hey, off of. But you, sure you, touched, you touched on like two or three of them already. Nah, so. man, give us the rest of them. I know you got Jarrell be having the gym. Jarrell <laughs> so be having the gym. Oh my God. So here you go. This show floor. All right. I'll, I'll take it. So um, these tips were like from the perspective of um, a high school graduate going to a university. It could be very intimidating. Because it's like, if you thought going from middle school where you had like 500 people 
maybe in, in from sixth, seventh, eighth grade to going to high school is like, or at least our high school cast was like 2,000 people. And then going from a setting where it's 2,000 people, 9 through 12, to a university where it's like, what, like 40,000 people? Mm-hmm. And like half of them are, you know, people from other cultures and diversities that you're not familiar with. So it's like you have the opportunity to learn from them, which is, you know, a blessing and a, a good opportunity. And then, um, so it's like, it can be very intimidating because you see people who don't look like you, you know, the friends that you made previously through childhood, they might not have the same goals as you, so they might not be there with you to share, you know, in the new opportunity that you're on. So a few tips that I had was um, the first thing that I would do is join an on-campus community. I know we just talked about how, like, that support system can be, like, the the crucial point that can get you from um, freshman to graduating senior. Um, So, for instance, for me, when I got to Wayne State, um, I joined the Christian uh, campus community, like, outreach um, church. Um, type of setup, so we'll have like Bible studies like every Monday, and that really kept me on point because it kept me away from the negativity that like might have you know come to me if I wasn't around people who are positive and people who had goals. So that's just one tip. Um, join an on-campus community. Um, the second tip that I will have is in high school you didn't really have to uh, be proactive about you know studying because um, in high school it's like you'll stay on the chapter for like three weeks. But in college, it's like a chapter is one lecture. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very important that you um, seek out your professor, send them emails, go to their office hours whenever they post them, um, get get familiar with them and their teaching style because it's like that person determines whether you move on to the next class. So it's very important to understand what they're teaching you, understand how they're teaching you, their methods, and actually understanding what do they want when they give you these exams. Um, the third tip that I had was find someone who was already where you want to be. Um, when I came to Wayne State, there were like so many different like engineer students who had like internships and there were professors who had opportunities. So one of the things that I did was um, in high school I was always like timid. Like I didn't seek out organic chemistry like Kayla did. I didn't know anything about AP classes, right? So I went to college. I was kind of motivated because I was like, you know, they wrote me off in high school. Or they, you know, they played me or whatever. So <laughs> when I went to Wayne, when I went to Wayne State, it was like, yo, this professor is, is cool. Like, oh, he's speaking over here in his auditorium for a lecture. Like, I'm going to go sit in this lecture, see what he has to say. Or like, you know, this person is the president of, you know, the engineering student faculty board, who also happens to be, you know, my British program mentor. That's a program at Wayne State, so you might not understand, but... The person who's my, you know, person who paired me as a freshman is also this person who's, who has um, a network that involves all of these professors. So I'm cool with this person. So they could, you know, introduce me to these professors. And in the future, you know, that professor might have the opportunity for someone like me. So it's important to um, uh, build a network of people who are actually, you know, are doing the things that you want to achieve in school and in the future. And the last thing I had was just pay it forward. And so Kayla touched on that when she said she was, you know, nice enough to hand out, you know, the materials that she studied from and, like, go yeah. over and <laughs> put her blood, sweat, and tears into. So at the end of the day, you know, you're eventually being in a position where someone wants to look up to you and someone wants to seek you out as a mentor or seek out, you know, what did you learn over these last couple of years in school? So it's important to pay it forward. And now those are, you know, the tips that I had. So I hope that helped. I think somebody's going to benefit. Mm-hmm. Wish I had that when I was in school, but I mean, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I needed all of those tips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about for you, Kayla? What would you be like some of your tips, I guess, for, you know? Um, some tips I would have is, is just, like Jarrell was saying, I was very timid. 
um, when I was in high school. Like, I would talk, but not really, I wouldn't really network. When I started college, it was kind of like, I go to class, I leave and go home. Like, that was it. So, a tip I would give, just like Jarrell said, is just put yourself out there because you never know who can help you along the line. Um, I, so, I started joining a lot of different uh, programs geared for first-year students. So, one of them was LSAMP the Lewis Stokes uh, Alliance for Minority Participation. So their whole thing was get minorities through school, get them researched so they look marketable once they graduate. So I got a lot of scholarships from that program just because I was putting in the extra time that I, I didn't have to, but I was putting in extra hours for research. First, I wasn't even getting paid for it, but then I started getting like stipends and then hourly. So if you can, just put in extra time and you may not get paid for it, but it'll pay off in the long run. Once people notice, like you're really dedicated to doing what you have to do. Um, another tip I would give is uh, really just if you can find just one person that like Jarrell was saying that you can look up to. Maybe they're, they don't have to be at the exact level where you're trying to get to, but they have that mindset. To me, that's what really got me through engineering. Because if I hadn't joined uh, NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers, I don't think I would have graduated. Honestly, it probably would have been another two years, so eight <laughs> of me just getting through undergrad. But just meeting just a group of people just dedicated to getting through undergrad and then possible grad, whatever. But just right now, let's just get through this one class and make it together. That mindset really helped me get through undergrad. So definitely find the right people. And if you know people who aren't, you know, believing in you or are really negative, like we've been talking about, drop them. Like flat out, just drop them. Because you don't need all that extra pressure, all that negativity as you're trying to do something that's very difficult and don't have hard feelings about it either. Mm -hmm. I was just like, boop, drop them. (laughs) 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 Because you have to get to that point to understand like, hey, like this is my life. I'm going to take charge of it. And I want all the positivity I can get. And not to say you can't feel bad about it, but you shouldn't feel so much regret about taking that next step of saying this person doesn't meet my vision, doesn't meet my goals, doesn't meet my own life. People have their time and place. And when your time is up, you got to go. So <laughs> that's another tip I would give. That's Keep good. it pushing. So we tried this whole Instagram live thing and it's popping right now. Hey. Oh, it is. <laughs> like waving and stuff. That's what's up. Hi. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, one of the things I would definitely say is um and you know, I remember being a sophomore, I think, on campus. And no, I think I was a freshman. I was a freshman. And I actually got approached by my, one of my mentors. And he's like, you ever heard of Nesby? I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and um, he literally dropped me off at one of the general body meetings. <laughs> dropped you off? <all. laughs> like, he was your daddy? like, bye. And I was like, all right, where are you going? Like, okay, I guess I'll stay here. Cool. And, you know, from there, you know, um, you know, from there, you know, I was able to meet a lot of awesome people. 
I was even able to recruit some of those people. Oh, here we go. Uh, I wasn't real getting that oh, far. Okay, well, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> I'm walking through the hallway. What was this? My sophomore year in engineering. I'm like, I'm, I'm just thirsty. I want some water or something. And here come Rich. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm, I'm just walking, bro. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I'm an engineering student. He was like, you should come to our GBM. No, it was an open house. That was it. It was an open house. I was like, dang, okay. He got me. He got me. <laughs> <laughs> Went down there. Yeah. Right. Oh, y'all had the Kool-Aid too. I was like, dang, they got food. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> but just, that was, yeah, that was the first moment. I was like, dang, this is something dope. But if you had never said something, I probably wouldn't have joined Nesby until way later or like never at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, I think the three of us and then whoever's listening, if you see somebody who you don't know, but you feel like their path is kind of like the same as yours, just reach out. It may spook them, you know, because Rich, you extra, but (laughs) some people just need that. Some people just need to get snatched up, you know, so that they can continue to do what they want to do. Call me extra. You are extra. I know I am, but I ain't need to call me out on it. (laughs) But I just did, and I'm going to keep doing it. But um, you know, and you know, that's the reason I brought up that point because you may run across that student, you may run across that person. They could be like your next chapter president of the organization, or they could be, you know, somebody that's just influenced heavily by just meeting different people. Like if you ever been to a convention, you just be like, all these doctors, lawyers, engineers, it's like, oh my god. So if there's anybody from this listening, just shout like y'all shout out episode. He didn't even know it, but um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all about that network who you connect with. So once you actually get that, you know, either those people just become people you remember. Like I'm thankful for that person, or like sometimes they become your best friends, or just be people you really like look up to and you know associate with to that day. So um, just shout out the role models and you know, it's positive people that help you get through. Um, the college grad drag, so um, that's all I got. So, okay. yeah. But um, switching gears, I want to have a discussion, and we can make it really brief because I know you have other commitments because you're the busiest person I know. So <laughs> See, it's not me. <laughs> it's Madam EP. Should be on it. But um, last week we talked about, um, and this kind of tallies into it as well about different people you meet that are very um, insecure with who they are as people. And a lot of times in college, you really find out exactly who you are and who other people are just from their behaviors and actions. And so I know last week we talked about the whole I love you, bro, piece, pause. And we didn't really get to talk about it from the woman's perspective. So I just wanted to ask one last question, really. What's your perspective of women when it comes to that whole security piece there? Like, do you have issues telling other women, like, hey, I love you? No. Why is that? Because I'm blunt. (laughs) And (laughs) if you know me very well, even if you don't, and I'm just talking to you, you can understand I'm very secure in who I am and how I feel about you. So to me, like, you know, woman to woman, I don't think we have those issues because it's just, we're just told to, like, show our emotions and, you know, woman to woman, it's kind of like, oh, you know, I understand you. Like, I feel you. Things like that. So, you know, being, I'm bisexual, right? So, 
you know, I, I can say that to another woman and they don't feel intimidated because it's like, I'm not saying it to you because you're fine or nothing like that. It's just kind of like, hey, you know, I love you. I care for you as a, a friend, whatever, a sister, anything like that. So we, we just move forward from that. So it's just kind of like how you just present it. And if people misunderstand that, then that's them. You can try to correct them if you want to, but you get it or you don't. Right. That's how I go with it. So, yeah, I can, I can say I love you to, you know, women and men and just be like, hey, it is what it is. And sometimes I do show affection in different ways. Like, if I'm giving you a piece of my food, that's like top tier like love. <laughs> That's almost like dying for somebody. I was about to say that she has shared her sushi with me. So we made it. Okay. We have made it. Okay. <laughs> yes, her spicy salmon roll for wasabi. Oh, we good. Oh, like that, that morsel could have went to me, but because I love you, mm-hmm. here you go. You know? Because if I'm eating, we eating. That's you it. know? But. Yeah, just as a woman, it's, it's, I've never felt like, oh, my God, if I tell them I love them, then, oh, they, oh I don't know. Away. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I've had, like, guy friends that I know. Some of them I didn't even know in real life. Like, I just met them. And, I mean, me, Parks, I'm at a place where I'm like, hey, bro, I love you. Like, I want you to be successful in this world. I want you to be the next up-and-coming black something or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's suspect. I'm like, why is it suspect? Like... <laughs> You never had your daddy hug you when right. he was little or something? And I think it, I think sometimes, at least, you know, just my perspective even, you know, mothers are, you know, more inclined to give love up yeah. front. And that's just how generations have been passed down. Mm-hmm. Oh, the father is different. And so my father was that person. I was like, shut up and give me a hug. Well, come here. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Just hug, man. And, like, he'll do all those different things. And, like, for me, you know, from a guy perspective, you know, a lot of guys don't do that. But from a woman's perspective, what it seems like is, you know, mothers give that nurturing hand. Like, you know, like my mama is always like put me in a chokehold. Like, <laughs> you better love me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I can't love you if I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you can, but I'm, I'm <laughs> that's just how my family is in general. Like, we're not afraid to show affection. Mm-hmm. Um, like, male or female. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. We're family, even with friends, like we're we're very huggy, like, oh come on, but you know, hug them, whatever, you know, kisses on the cheek and all that stuff, because it's that's just how we are. So mm-hmm. I've never had that issue of, you know, still you know, when I was reserved and timid, not really talking to people, yeah, that's a different story. But, you know, really people that I was close to, it was just like, I love you, I care for you, I want you to succeed, like how you're saying. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. If, Why if do they are, deal with that, though? Because y'all trash. It's this type No, but it's just. That's good that she said that. 70%. Yeah. But it's just, <laughs> but no, it's, it's just this hyper-masculinity issue. And if you weren't, if, okay, if you were never taught that or you didn't train yourself out of that hyper-masculinity, you're going to have an issue with it forever. Mm-hmm. And it's a generational thing. And I was talking to one of my family members, um, just regular conversation. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Um, but just dealing with homosexuality 
and racism. And he was like, homosexuality is worse than racism. And I was like, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> that was like one of the few moments where I was like, I, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. Because they they don't know my sexuality. Like, I've never went to my family like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, I'm bisexual. Or like, mm-hmm. someone probably know it, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But never explicitly stated that. So it's like, you already have told me your views. Where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, well, if they listen to this podcast, why not? Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there, you know, when we reach that point. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, how do you have that conversation with people already in their ways? Because, like, who I am is my truth, you know? Right. And if you don't understand or like my truth, then... It's nothing I can say to you. That's it. That's I'm a, it. I mean, I'm that person that give hugs too. I'm always that person that like, come get this hug. Like my dad. Like mm-hmm. you about to get this hug. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna join this? You gonna do what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you you have that, but then you know, some people are okay with that. Some people have those boundaries, and sometimes those are imposed by their parents. And um, to those people, I would just say, you know, make sure you find your best version of yourself, and move on from that. Yeah. Because there's so much more in this world that you remain sheltered that you're not going to get that. So, you know, that's just my, my two cents. And if you don't like, you know, touchy-feely stuff from the same sex, then that's you, whatever, you know, that's fine. Yep. That's yep. fine. Yep. But don't come at me all crazy mm-hmm. because I have no issue with it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You got something on that, bro? I was just thinking, and... You know, I just wanted to say, like, before color, before, like, any, like, you know, sexual orientation, anything like that, we're all humans. And it's just, like, everything else, like, doesn't matter. Like, we're all human beings. Like, whatever someone um, does or however someone, you know, identifies themselves, like, that doesn't matter. It's, like, the way we live is, like, we all have our own purposes in life, right? And so if someone else is the way they identify themselves, the way that they behave, if it doesn't inflict on you being the best you, then it shouldn't matter. That's Mm -hmm. that's just what I wanted to say. And I would say, like, just how crazy the world is now, like, you don't know where you're going to be the next day, the next minute. So... You better get this love. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to show as much affection as I can and genuinely mean it before I'm not here anymore. Because you might not be getting it elsewhere. So I feel like my 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 deed to society is give you this love. If it's not a hug, just let you know, like, hey, you are somebody. Even if nobody else think you should, I do. Mm-hmm. I think you're somebody. So go out and be that. And you may never see that person again, but they'll be, like, making a podcast one day. Like, man, I remember that one of the dudes said, I am somebody. That's good enough for me. Then I heard Dr. King. Then I heard blah, blah, blah. So I really knew I was somebody. Right. But that initial interaction with somebody can make all the difference and that starts at home that starts in your community and i guess my homework to you guys would be to listeners is you know tell somebody you love them tell somebody you love them today encourage somebody if they're going to if they're going to college they're in school mm-hmm. tell them that they can do this right because you probably have trash teachers that tell them they can't right. and workplaces and whatnot so um that's yeah that's my 10 cents about that as well so 
Um, so yeah, Madam EP in the building. Yep. We love you. She, she came and I love you today. guys. See? <laughs> yes. I did it. <laughs> it's not that hard. We got love. But yeah, you know, just having the time to talk about this type of stuff. And uh, this won't be the last time, will it? Nah. Yes. Mm. Nah. Do you love us enough to share the alley taco you got in the car? Uh, nah. <laughs> nah, we, we got women's all love. Don't go us in Nah. <laughs> My stomach rumbling right now. <laughs> but, um, but with that being all said and done, we will conclude that weekly topic with that. Um, I know you have to go. We got to finish this show. So um, we love you. Safe travels. And um, we're going to see you like tomorrow, though. So yep. you know, Probably to the but next case, episode. But in case you know, Syria come back, you know, because our president's trash. Um, we love you, and yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Or something, man. I love you guys too. You are a fool. <laughs> she was talking to Richard, and she said that right away. Yes, it was definitely to Richard, not Drill. Drill's fine. He's okay. okay. With that. That's fine. <laughs> right. And we back. <laughs> All right, y'all. So. Now we wanted to get into our What's on Your Mind Wednesdays um, discussion. So we had a lot of, we put a question out there actually about the issue that happened in Tennessee at the Waffle House. And uh, first and foremost, we want to give our condolences to those who lost family members that day. Um, definitely is a tragedy, in the, especially in our community, but in terms of the black community. Um, for those that have been under a rock or just have not heard about this by now, um, there was, and I'd be remiss if I don't actually say his name, but there's a gentleman who actually stepped in, um, decided, hey, you know what, I'm not about to die today. And he actually wrestled with the, with the gunman right. and took the gun away from him or basically disgruntled him to the point he ran away. Mm-hmm. And so, you know... A lot more bloodshed could have happened that day, but we appreciate the efforts of him just trying to stay alive. His name was uh, James Shaw Jr. James Shaw Jr. I also know that um, I'm not gonna get all that because you know I can, but uh, those letters mean things over there. So shout out to my man's right there. And um, but all in all, you know there were people that actually lost their lives, and you know we wanted to kind of get you guys' feedback about that. And anybody listening on live can definitely tell us your feedback as well. And we'll say it on this episode. So, uh, we did have a person actually reach out to us. I'm going to pull it up. Where's my Instagram? I can't find it. I'm trash. (laughs) (laughs) Be right in front of your face. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, So, on... We are on Instagram, if you didn't know, at the Mental Matters Podcast, um, on Instagram, as well as Facebook, yeah. and now on Twitter. We're on Twitter, Mental Matters P, because you can't spell podcast, because there's too many characters. characters. Oh, okay, that's they trash. <laughs> I love Twitter, but sometimes they be, like, not doing enough. But, anywho, so, we have, uh, here we go. <laughs> all right. So my homie at Vontae's World, Vontae's underscore world, um, he has a podcast. Uh, I actually called the Opinionated Brother, and I uh, told him I'd give him a shout out on that. He's actually on in Michigan as well. But um, 
So I was actually going to talk about this on my podcast on Sunday, and I kind of got into it, into it in a way this past episode. Um, in society and culture that we are in today, it really does scare me that being black can get me killed or arrested anywhere. I give a huge applause to the man that jumped in and saved everyone because honestly, I don't know if I would have had that kind of courage. So I give him so much respect and love for that. I believe that some people on Caucasian communities are afraid of the essence of inclusion and diversity and see the nation and world shifting and fast. Minorities will become the majority very soon and that is scary for some white people, which ignites even more terror and violence to enhance the notions of racism and discrimination. But I think in that moment, some of us would have the same mindset, but him being open to say that he was um, selfish, being, being selfish in that case, it was kind of a discussion, but um, him just being able to say that publicly was just him saying that we, we what we would all have been thinking or thought. So um, I think that's powerful because... You know, again, you don't know what you would do in that instant. Like, you go to the movies. Yep. Going to see a movie. Or you going to, you going to Coney Island, going to get some food. Right. And next thing you know, somebody starts just busting in the place and shooting, killing people. Right. And we've had so many different instances of that in our community, which, you know, over time can be a mental drain. Right. Like, I know that for myself, and I can only speak for myself. You know, when you see that type of stuff and it's just like, somebody else got killed? Mm -hmm. What were they doing? Living their whole life? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and you know, it could be, nowadays it's police officers, it's Mm -hmm. just random people in society, typically not the same race or color, and it's just like, when are we going to stop doing this? Because as a culture, it's been... You know, as early as I can remember, just from like, you know, being a, a conscious adult, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was the Trayvon Martin piece. Yep. And then you had all these hashtags after that. Yep. And it's just like, when are we going to stop this? Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, we do have a boundary set up. It's like, you want to get away from me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you're going to open fire. Right. Like, and uh, for me in general, like, you know, I stay closest to my circle now, mm-hmm. but I'm also more reluctant. As open as I am, I'm even more reluctant now to try to meet new people okay. because of situations like that, and especially of a different race. Wow. And it's not to say I'm racist or anything, so I love everybody. Right. Anybody can tell you. Mm-hmm. But those are a threat, especially to me and my culture. It's just like, you can't hang with me. <laughs> Nah, you you stay over there. You stay in your your room with you. Whatever you're gonna do, you stay right there. Don't. We've already had enough of y'all in the news. I don't. I don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say they get tired of hearing Black Lives Matter, but until y'all actually face up to the point that they do matter, mm-hmm. we don't want to hear anything you got to say until you acknowledge and show support for mm-hmm. the fact that Black Lives Matter. Right. And I think that's the piece that's missing. At least my opinion, but. Mm-hmm. I know people want to hear from you, bro. Uh, my my opinion is is just like you know, like these tragedies they keep happening, and it's it's just, it's just like they may be they're happening in abundance, and it's like it's the first time like in our generation that we're seeing this stuff. I think, but it's always been a part of this nation for like the past like what, 
70, 80 years, like since, you know, like the 40s and 50s, like after World War II, there are many cases of, you know, the lynchings and, you know, you're trying to march for freedom. You saw the video footage of dolls being sicked on, you know, African-Americans who just wanted the right to vote, just want to have, you know, the right to be able to sit where they want to sit on transportation. So I feel like our generation is experiencing the hate that previously we only knew from textbooks. So to us, it's something new. But to, like, our grandparents and aunts and uncles, they've seen them before. Um, so I think it's scary for us because we were growing up, we were taught that was the past. But now it's in the present, and it's like the previous generation tried everything to get it to go away. So I was like, what, do, what are we going to try? And it's like, what can we try? It's like... I remember, like, and just from, like, the history books and... No, I had a lot of black male teachers. Mm-hmm. And I remember between the black male teachers and just all of our teachers in general, we had black female teachers as well, but they made us watch Roots. And I was like, why are y'all always making us watch Roots? But they ingrained so much black history into us okay. that it just came spilling out of our ears. How long were you when you first saw Roots? I was 12. Okay. I was... I was... 16, I was in 10th grade, oh, really? and, our, and our teacher showed it to us. Oh, man. Yeah. But I was uh, I was about 12, okay. and they talked about just the importance of, um, you know, what black history means to okay. society, and these different things that happen, and, you know, you come to think about, you know, the slander, the abuse, the lynching, the murdering of African Americans, this goes back to when we were coming over on a boat. Right. Let's just put that in perspective. Yeah. And some of those things were documented and recorded, mm-hmm. but now we got cell phones. Right. We got social media. Yep. <laughs> Lord knows we got black Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> black Twitter be shutting off networks. Yeah. Yep. And they be shutting off trash shows. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to say what shows, but yeah. y'all know which ones got canceled. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, ultimately you get that. And, you know, it's been happening for years. It's been happening for just decades, centuries even. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, now we're at a point where it's like you said, we tried the whole violent, non-violent thing mm-hmm. with Dr. King. We tried the whole, you know, by any means about Malcolm X. Yep. We had the Black Panther Party step in and say, look, this is what we're going to do. Right. You know, by having different programs in the communities and things of that nature. And, we, now we have the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're vocalizing these things. And there's still so much more work to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang. Yeah, it's like dang. It's mentally draining. Right. Like, nowadays when I hear something happen or somebody got shot, I'm like, not to say I ignore it, but yeah. I'm like. Like, I need to go somewhere and sit I before I can digest this cope. thing. Yeah, like, I need to yeah. go cope with this before I hear the rest of the details even. Yeah. Because now the shock, the initial shock of hearing it. Is you know more draining, and I need to get my mental state back up before I can read the rest of the article. Right. It's only read the title. Mm-hmm. Um, at underscore it's me Celeste underscore says it's more overt now. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this stuff is more overt now. People are it's blatant to the eye. Like you see mm-hmm. the stuff. Yep. You know, you got dash cams. You have all these different. You know, like body cameras and stuff now, police officers. Now it's like you're seeing all this. Now what? Yeah, I don't you know like how much they don't care because it's like you know everyone is watching, yeah. and it's like you still like 
despite you know cameras being everywhere, people having mobile mobile devices, besides all the eyes in the sky, you still like do that crazy crazy stuff. And I'm gonna say this, and maybe that that person will ever hear this and listen. You probably won't because whatever. I remember my middle school, my last year in middle school, I went to um, another middle school out in East Point, and the guy dropped the inbound. White guy dropped the inbound, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. What you just say? <laughs> and I literally like he said it. He say, "Plus I laugh like ha ha." I'm like, and I just backslapped him, uh-huh. like full fledged, just backslapped mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Now at the time it was like, you know, you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. But now I look back at that, I was like, they're not gonna stop till we start doing that. <laughs> and it might sound extremely rude. So if you listen to this episode, we might give a disclaimer in the beginning, but. um at the end of the day, like, you just might get slapped. <laughs> like, that's it. So, I, I, take, a, I take a different I mean, like, perspective I, about you it. You probably would. Because, like, I, I see those individuals in society. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they're in a different place. I was in middle school, by the way. I'm uh-huh. a way different person. Uh-huh. But you have those people that was just like, that's probably literally going to, like, just blow your junk up. Mm. Like, you know those people from, from high school. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Think about that happening though. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But what's your perspective, though? Uh, my perspective about, like how you said, like, uh, you had to put hands on somebody for, you know, saying something disrespectful. I take, I take the, uh, the, the perspective of, like, you can't, like, fight everybody you know, it's like there's a lot of disrespectful people in the world. So it's like, am I really willing to like put hands on everybody? So I take the perspective of like you as an individual, it's like people are disrespectful. People are going to be disrespectful. It's like it's not going to stop. Um, so when people say things like how you said, like before you could even like read the article about you know another black man being like slaughtered by an officer, it's like when people say things, it's like. I just go into like my own mental space, and it's just like I don't let them in there. It's like, if like, cause you can't go. Like I always, you know, take the road of you can't fight everybody. So I was like, since I can't fight everybody, I'm just gonna protect my own like mental stability and just go to my safe place and just let them be ignorant because somebody who doesn't have my perspective gonna put hands on me anyways. <laughs> like I said, we all know that cousin. Right. We all know that cousin, bro. And yeah. again, like that was young. 13 year old me mm-hmm. you know now being the age i am at you know here at 28 i'm like all right well you know i do have to take the kind approach yeah um it's not always easy to do no because again you know we get labeled as angry we get angry yeah. with animals and savages and everything yeah. but you know at the end of the day you know you have to go home to your spouse you have to go home to your children and right. You know, it's mentally draining as that is. You have to think of ways to, um, as a society, better not only cope with that, but take an active approach to fighting it. Right. So not just simply going out and, you know, I remember they were talking about educating your your child or your or even each other on um, mm-hmm. what to do when you get pulled over by a police officer right. in today's society. And knowing the risks that are there. And, you know, for us, it was like, okay, dang, like, all right, that, 
it's very upsetting that I have to practice this now. Yeah. But I get why. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that part makes sense. But the part that just doesn't make sense to me is why do I have to prepare myself for your lack of behavior? Right. behavior? Right. Or like even the whole Starbucks incident. Yeah. You know, where the, my man's got arrested for loitering, but how many people, you know, loitered at Starbucks on Lake State? Right. There's just people who write for a living. Yeah. People who write are authors for a living, sports columnists. You know, they just go sitting there and do a homework. Right. Or one right here on Mac. Yeah. Mac and Woodward. Like, mm-hmm. some people are just loitering. Some of them not buying coffee. Right. You mad at them? Not at all. And this ain't different races. Like, this is yeah. not just black people. Mm-hmm. But those people got targeted that certain space and area. And it's mm-hmm. just like, y'all trash. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. So, I mean, I never drank Starbucks to begin with. <laughs> you no know, very rare occasion, yeah. but. I can count on one hand. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. That I actually bought it. But, um, and. Even I know, you know, there are certain people in leadership that are that represent us, but at the end of the day, you know, they're having some training on, you know, you know, I forget exactly what type of training, like sense of, like cultural yeah. training or something yeah. of that nature. But something like that. You know, the fact that that has to be a thing mm-hmm. says something about the world we live in. Yeah. And you know, from a mental standpoint, is you know you have to be conscious of what's going on around you at all times, yep. but also you know preparing yourself for the what-ifs. And, um, you know, we had another comment that says we can always make a difference by being kind, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's really it. Yeah. I mean, as much as we want to load off and just smack him in the face <laughs> or something, you know, we have to be cognizant of the fact that we're looked at heavily. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, we're the role models of society. Because, right. you know, we're the most, in my whole opinion given, we're targeted. Yeah. So we have to be the best versions of ourselves. That's when we see people going off to, uh, going off to college. You know, getting degrees, right. becoming doctors, becoming lawyers, mm-hmm. judges, engineers. You know, creatives in the arts, having podcasts, radio shows, a whole nine us. We celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we excel. We extensively celebrate it because who else gonna do it but us? And um, you know, that's that's all I got. I don't know. Yeah. We could go all day. You do know. We, all, we only got we only got so much time in this place to kick us out for real. But um, you know, thank you guys for even commenting and um, joining us on uh, on Instagram Live. I think we might do that again. Yeah, that was dope. Let's make that a segment. All right. You think we make that a segment? Yeah, just read off the comments and yeah, yeah. We'll have start a topic. We read off the comments and then go from there. That'd be dope. Hey, yep. if y'all like that, let us know. Um, which is a good segue. Yeah. Um, any feedback? On that, on some of the topics we discussed today, or anything with, you know, ultimately, um, yeah, sounds a lot better. Doesn't okay. <laughs> we're gonna do this, man. I promise. I need to realize. It. Um, any feedback you have as far as this episode, past episodes, things you like, things you want to see, topics you want to discuss, you know, feel free to shoot us a line at mentalmatterspodcast at gmail dot com, or you can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter now. Yep. And Twitter. This is Twitter. We need okay. followers. Chunk is low. <laughs> um, let's search up for Mental Matters Podcast. You'll see us. And we're on SoundCloud. We are on Google Play Music now. And iTunes. We are major. <laughs> Somewhat major. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So that's all we really have for the What's On Your Mind Wednesdays. Um, I think we just 
make that a segment called What's on Your Mind. Yeah. I think that'll be lit. Yeah. We'll try it. Yeah. Try it next week's side, goes. If y'all like it, it'll stick. Yep. If y'all don't, then we ain't going to do it no more. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, other than that, though, um, that's all I have on that portion. Uh, moving on to... Not that. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. Um, yeah. So, I guess that's really it, man. I think that's the end. Yeah, I think yeah. we covered a great amount of <laughs> items. I know. That was fun, actually. But, um, what you got coming up? What's, what's coming up in the next week, man? Anything? Coming up in the next week. Well, it's about to be May, so. It's going to be May. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> the sun coming out, like, on a consistent basis. Amen. <laughs> That'll be I a need blessing. That. <laughs> Get my melanin popping for the for the summer. Oh boy! And uh, here you go. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, I'm just I'm just looking to put more content out there with you. Just looking to serve the community yes. even greater, or even even uh, getting more people um, to be aware. You know, so I've been sharing you know our information with you know people at work. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a great thing. Like people are really interested in. The topics that we're covering, you know, they're really interested in just like the whole platform. They're like, wow, you guys are doing something that I haven't seen before. So, right. And I would even say that, you know, there are so many things that affect the mind. Yep. Like just anything, like it can be music, different types of music you listen to. Um, it can be the people you interact with. It can be the podcast you listen to. Yep. Um, it could be the t- yeah, TV that you watch. I personally don't watch TV that much. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's anything that you put in your brain to process. If you allow anything to get to your brain, that's what sticks in your brain. Yep. And so you have to be very conscious of, you know, what are the things that you, you know, including that space of yours, including your bubble, because yeah. that thing will stick. Yeah. And if you allow garbage to intrude your brain, then your garbage is going to be in your brain. Yep. Like the horrible music we hear in the <laughs> <laughs> uh, For me, coming up, uh, I mean, I'll continue to try to be an adult thing. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, so far, though, right? So far, so good. I mean, I'm still alive. Yeah. You know, I'm still breathing. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm still ingesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I do want to go see that new Avengers movie, though. Yeah. I think that might happen today. Yeah, we're, we're going to make that happen. Today? Yeah. Yes. I'm down. <laughs> My man. <laughs> so we do that. Um, you know, only because of Black Panther in it, though. Yeah, I really. Age of Ultron, that was, that was the first one I saw in the theaters, okay. and I wasn't too into it that much. But. I mean, it was good, but again, I'm just here so we can go back to Wakanda. Yeah, definitely. Because why not? <laughs> Duh. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm just trying to live my best life, like Cardi B and Chance say, mm-hmm. and uh, who album bangs, by the way. I did not think Cardi B w- would be anything of a dope artist, but she has changed my whole opinion. <laughs> I'm like, dang. To be honest, I, I liked it, too. I'm not even going to hate. I liked it. I'm not going to hate. Yeah. If you're creative and you love what you do, more than likely other people will follow it, yeah. and I love what she does. Like, she's dope. It was totally different than what I expected, like the melodies and, like, Choruses like it was like real lyrics. I wasn't expecting that. I was gonna be some song. Yeah, one song, uh, be careful. Yeah, she came with. I was like, yo, in the real. Like this summer, I feel bad for so many guys because 
between Janelle Monae's new song and video. I don't know okay. if you heard it or not. I gotta, yeah. I gotta check that out. Yeah, you do. How I mean, was it? It's like a couple days old. A couple weeks, even. A couple weeks. Not even a couple weeks. Maybe you'll say, I don't hear about it within the last week. Okay. That's, you'll, you'll see why it's interesting. Okay. Um, got Cardi B out. You had Drake drop, you know, mm. you know nice for what? And mm. I'm just like, between all those. Mm. Man, y'all guys gotta come correct now. <laughs> I'm thankful I found the wife a couple years ago because, uh, <laughs> I wasn't saying a chance right now because they are about to be more liberated than ever, which is deserving and much so as they should be. But, you know, I, I support the whole movement, too. So mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, that's on you. Yeah. So that's all I got. All right, thank you guys for listening to the Mental Matters Podcast, episode three yep. and running. Yep. Episode three of many. Yep. No, uh, no end date. All right. So far. It's going to go forever. <laughs> forever. Infinity. You know, pass it to your son. I'm gonna have a son. Both of them keep it going. <laughs> that would be dope. But um, but yeah, hope you guys found some of you here and something that you uh can actually apply to your everyday life. Um, I want to start giving out homework to folks. Okay, it's teacher's time. Yep, about to give out homework. Go for it. Homework time. So, if you are listening to this final episode and you um. Have one takeaway from listening to this episode. And I see who listens. I see you in the SoundCloud streets. I do. <laughs> Give one one topic that we talked about. Why it hit home for you. And at the end of your comment, so I know it's real, have a, a fist emoji and a brain emoji hmm. at the end of your comments yep. with the hashtag Mental Matters Community. So I hope y'all got that. Say it again for the so feedback. <laughs> so feedback of something that hit home for you, why it hit home for you. It could be on Facebook, it can be on Instagram, it could be on Twitter, any of those. And end your comment with a fist emoji, the brain emoji, and mental matters community hashtag. That's your homework. See if see who listens. Yeah. If y'all listen, that'd be that's, oh, that's that would be dope, but We'll see. I won't get excited too fast. So that's all we got. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next week with more awesome stuff for you. And to find out what topic we'll discuss, follow us, like us, comment on our material, subscribe, all that. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Everything. Everything. Everywhere. We got everything covered. All around you. My God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think we would be this exclusive. <laughs> so many dope people that's been a part of this community so far. So thank you all for that. And stay up. Keep your mind shut. Yep. Stay mentally connected. And that's all I got. Goodbye. See y'all.